Hi, I'm Kelly from thespunkycoconut.com, and today I'm here with a really good friend of mine. You probably know her as GFE, and her name is Shirley, and Shirley is from glutenfreeeasily.com. Hey, Shirley. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Very good. Yeah? Are you enjoying your weekend? It's been lovely. Very quiet, relaxing days the last couple of days. I love it. Thank you so much for having me today on your new thing, your podcast. Oh, thank you so much for being on. So so Shirley and I have been friends for, boy, has it been three years? At least three years uh, because my blog is coming up on its third anniversary. And, and so know, it's been more than three because yeah, we because started still- talking before you started GFE. Yeah, I started following your blog well before that, maybe a year even. So it was right after I started my blog, before any of my cookbooks. Yes, that's true. It was before your cookbooks. Oh my goodness. And it feels like, I feel like I've known you forever. It does feel that way. It's really nice. Yeah, I was one of your followers when you probably didn't have as nearly as many as you have now. Oh, no, no. No, I think the first year that I was blogging, you you know, no one knew I was there. <laughs> I was just talking to myself. <laughs> That's pretty typical. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, you know, my friend here, uh, when we first moved to Colorado and we went to a park day, uh, I was telling her about my, my recipes and what I do and stuff. And at the time, I was just food coaching. And she said, oh, you have to start a blog. And she's really a IT kind of person. Uh-huh. And I said, what is that? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so I owe it to her. I, I owe her so much, my friend Annie, that made, That's terrific. made me do it. How did you get the nerve to do it, or how did you get the idea? Well, you know, I've been following blogs for a while, and, you know, I just love the information that was out there and the recipes and so forth. The community. I've been leading my support group um, it's well, it, you know, we just celebrated our seventh anniversary. Cool. So that, yeah, I know it's really awesome. So that means that um, our group had been going on for four years before I started my blog. And when I saw all these other blogs, and I really wanted to to spread my approach, I thought, well, you know, I can reach so many more people that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because and- every time I would teach people in my group or people who would just contact me who are new to live in gluten-free. And I'm like, look, this is what you need to do. You need to do it the easy way. Yes. You need to focus on real foods and, you know, a few mainstream processed foods that are safe and, you know, just a handful of these specialty items and life will be so much easier for you. Right. And so that was my goal. And I kept, you know, reading blogs like yours and, so many others, and um, there. Well, I say so many others, but really, there were only a handful a back core, then. A core group that I was reading, uh-huh. and um, so I kept thinking, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this. I need to do that, and I was doing all this research, making my notes, and I had um, put the blog on my vision board mm-hmm. for that year, and so. You know, even though I'd gotten the domain name and everything in September, I hadn't done it 
And I was like, I have to do it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I did it on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's so neat. So that I would meet my goal. And, and isn't I, that your birthday? No, Christmas no, no, Eve. No, no, no. Um, neither are my birthday. I'm a oh. July baby. Oh, the closest I can come to either of those dates is that my son was born on January 2nd. He was due Christmas Eve. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But, um, so I just went for it. And that very first, you know, uh, post that I did, you know, I had to get a free picture from somewhere. I didn't even have <laughs> pictures and I didn't even have a digital camera. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just, I just said, I have to do it. I just have to do it. So it's well, evolved over time. It's getting better and better. Oh, it was it was pretty instant. I think I remember you started, and it was it was really fast how quickly you became a hit because everybody just loves your approach of eating oh, whole, whole real foods, and you're such a lovable person that you know how could you not love Shirley? Shirley's just <laughs> oh, the best. Thanks. Yeah, you're sweet. Thank you so much. Um, well, I just wanted to make it really approachable. I just, it still tears my heart up, even on my own blog, especially when I do like giveaways and stuff, because I'll get a lot of people who are new to my blog and, you know, they'll leave comments that, yeah, you know, I need help and I need free products. Right, <laughs> right. Then, you know, I don't want to reply right then, but I hope they stick around and say, see that, you know, no, these are just niceties. You don't need these to live. Right, right. And speaking of, you said there's only a couple of, um, you know, products that, that aren't, you know, that are, they're still whole foods, but I, I noticed on your site, the cookies, mm-hmm. those okay. have amazing ingredients. Those caveman cookies are so impressive. Wow. I, I really have not reviewed any other cookies or done any giveaways, but I mean, you just can't beat those cookies. They're just uh, whole food ingredients. Right. No preservatives, um, none at all. And they're getting ready to add a new flavor. Right now they have the original Alpine and uh, Tropical. And they're adding the Rainforest, which um, Stephanie Lester, the founder and head of Caveman Cookies, said are a little bit more savory. And they just sound great to me. Are they Uh, new? Caveman Cookies? Uh No, they've been around a couple years. Okay. And what really impressed me about uh, Stephanie, um, she started making these cookies cookies for herself and then decided, you know, there's a market for these because people loved them and so forth. But when I talked to her, when I did my first review of her products and did a giveaway, she wasn't um, making them in a dedicated gluten-free facility. You know, Mm. she was renting a facility and Mm -hmm. she was doing all the cleaning and all that. And she thought they were safe. And I was like, you know to go the extra mile and what we really need from you is to do the dedicated gluten-free facility mm-hmm. and to get certified. Mm-hmm. And she did it. Wow. I mean, she immediately took that to heart and went out and did the program, got the facility. And wow. so I just love her and the products for that because so many just refuse to do that mm-hmm. or say mm-hmm. they do their own testing. And yeah. It just means so much to me and, you know, so many of us to have that level of safety. Yeah. Well, because for so many of us, 20 parts per million is too much. Absolutely. Or, or any part any part per million. Right. If unsafe at any part per million. That's what my friend Diane Evelyn with the <sighs> gang just said. 
a takeoff on the Ralph Nader thing, unsafe at any speed. Ah. And I so, so agree with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of folks don't know the facts behind the parts per million and the studies that have been done. Even when the FDA just came out for um, comments on the proposed less than 20 parts per million standard, and they put out the studies that had been done, and they showed that actually one part per million causes damage, but yet the experts in the field are saying, you know, less than 20 parts per million should be fine, that they've been doing this in Europe for some time. But, you know, I and many others react to far less than that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I agree, unsafe at any parts of me, and I just don't want any gluten. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And and you've done a lot of really great po- uh, work on being glutened. You did oh, that. Yeah. You did that excellent post on it. Um. Because all of all of us at one time or another have probably experienced being glutened and to know how to deal with it and how other people, you know, find some comfort and try to get through it. It's, it's so helpful. Thank you. Um, I was really pleased with that post and I think it'll keep going on and on. I'm still getting comments on it and I'm still learning from the input. Uh-huh. Because um, so many of us have different approaches approaches to different ways of treatment, and that includes recovering from being glutened. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's interesting about that post, and I find this anytime that I do a discussion post, is that um, people inevitably tell their stories mm-hmm. and their comments, and that's really powerful mm-hmm. uh, because for a lot of people. They're isolated, and they don't know anyone else who's gluten-free. They don't know anyone else who's experienced these symptoms. They doubt themselves. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see that a lot in the comments. And um, in the other post that I did a while back called uh, Grieving Gluten, the Five Stages of Gluten Loss Plus One, um, that also got a lot of the same comments. But we're so much more powerful if we reach out to each other and help each other, yes, um, it's just it's just huge. That's uh, why I think um, getting back to how you started your blog and how I started mine, I think that's one of the most powerful things about them is the community and the support. Absolutely, yeah, uh, the gluten free community especially, and then within the gluten free community, the even more specialty blogs like yours, you know, where you're doing, um, the dairy free, casein free Mm -hmm. and so forth, the refined sugar free. Um, it's just needed. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not necessarily needed by the masses or maybe they don't know it's needed yet, but, um, it's needed. I mean, these folks need help. Most of us are busy and we don't have time to create recipes, but you know, we want to have special treats that the whole family loves, but that, you know, are safe for us to eat. Which brings us to, that was a great lead in to your holiday. Oh my oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's going to be such an awesome event. I'm so excited about it. Um, Tell us the name again. It's uh... Home for the Holidays, Gluten-Free Style. Right, right. And the focus is, you know, recipes that mean home and holidays to you. Um, 
and of course are gluten free. Right. Um, many of many people who will be following it will be experiencing their first gluten free holidays, and and that can be quite a shock. I mean, even if you've been gluten free for months and you've kind of been doing your own thing, once Co- you coasting. interact with yeah, once you interact with others. Um, you know, it can be a little traumatic. Yes. Because uh, you want to know, well, how am I going to eat safely at this yes. aunt's house? Or I'm visiting my fiance's family for the first time. I don't want to be difficult. Right. Uh, what can I take that they will love as much as I do? And I don't want to be labeled a weirdo. Right. right. <laughs> and yeah. really, I mean, all of those things come into play. Yeah. So these recipes are going to be ones that are naturally gluten-free. And I'm always trying to, to get people to think about that differently, to, to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you do see how many foods are naturally gluten-free, how many recipes are naturally gluten-free, it's just a huge eye-opener. It's like um, a weight-off. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Because um, I give the analogy of how when you buy a new car, even if you've never seen that car before on the road, suddenly you see them everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Or, if you, you know, if you get a different colored car, you know, you get a yellow car and suddenly all the yellow cars stand out to you. Right, right. And it's an awareness thing. Um, exactly. And, what, and it's, it's so empowering once mm-hmm. you have that because it's not, you're no longer limited. You just see how many possibilities there are. Right, right. And the, um, how long did it take to organize? Because you have close to 100 prizes to give away. It really, it was so easy. People were so generous. It, I mean, I just would, you know, say, hey, we're doing this giveaway. Would, would you like to contribute now? And I would contact people who had sent me cookbooks before to review or blogger friends who have cookbooks and resource books or apps and magazine subscriptions. Right. Sometimes I would get a friend to connect me if I didn't have a a POC at this particular organization. But everybody has been terrific. And uh, the the big prizes, you know, the third prize is the caveman cookies we just talked about, an Mm -hmm. $80 value pack. The second prize is free from gluten, the $150 shopping spree. And both of those companies are sponsors on my blog. So, you know, they were happy to uh, to do it and mm-hmm. visibility and to share their products. And then the third, um, the, well, the, the third prize I'm mentioning, but the grand prize, the big prize, is the Vitamix. Woo! Wow. 5,200 uh, super healthy package, I believe they call it. And um, wow. Allie, Allie of Whole Life Nutrition Kitchen at NourishingMeals.com. She was the liaison for that with Vitamix, and they they agreed to to do it for us, and that's just so fabulous. great. And with that goes the book that so many of us participated on. The um, gosh, I can never remember the name exactly for mitochondrial. Yes, exactly for mito action. Am, am uh, I in that book? I can't remember now that we're talking. Because I remember um, giving them some recipes, but I never followed through, and I don't, I don't have a phone to, to use an app, so I actually well, don't have it. It's an ebook. Oh, um, yeah, you don't have to have um, you know an iPhone um, 
or a, um, iPod or anything like that. It's an ebook, but I can't remember off the top of my head if you're in it, Kelly. I have but, to get um, it. I just have to get it because it goes. The money goes to a good cause. So, oh yeah, it's terrific. But I have to get. Let it. me pull up the title so I can give it to you exactly. I don't want to misquote it because it is just a, a terrific resource, and you can get to it right on. Um, Right on the Mito Action page. Mito Action, right? Yeah. Eat fresh and detox your life. Yes. And it, um, you know, about thirty bloggers got together, and we created smoothies and juices and soups, and gave guidance on detoxifying. And it's just a super book, and it will really um, be a great one to go along with the Vitamix. Oh yeah. You know, especially for someone who's never done any of those before. A lot never of done people, smoothies and juice. Exactly. Uh-huh. A lot of people have only done, like, juice, um, sweet smoothies out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, green smoothies are one of the very best ways to get in your veggies and, you Greens, know, yeah. fruits and antioxidants for the day. Definitely. And did Lexi design that? Yes, Lexi. Lexi did a gorgeous job on that. And she also created our badge for the event. It's so pretty. It is gorgeous. She did a lovely job. Yeah, she's really really good. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy just looking. Yeah, me me too. (laughs) That's what what I think about when I think about the holidays, you know, that coziness, that comfort, that feeling good and, you know, welcome. And that gets us back to the whole purpose of the event. So, so... The bloggers, they could be creating recipes that are naturally gluten-free. They could be recreating family recipes to meet their needs now, you know, mm-hmm, gluten-free, mm-hmm. maybe dairy-free, refined sugar-free. Um, they could be sharing some new traditions. You know, maybe since they went gluten-free, they discovered that, oh, they really love this way of eating. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. maybe their traditional Christmas, they're doing something totally different this year and they're just embracing it, you know, maybe more ethnic foods or something. I think for my post, I'm going to do a, something that I've been getting requests for, for the holiday. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm excited. It's um, something, a, a new recipe. So I'm looking well, forward to you're it. You're brave and you're good at that. Oh. I don't always ask people what they want because sometimes I don't want to know. I, I didn't ask, actually. They just asked me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that sounds terrible when I say that. I should, I should clarify that. It's just that sometimes I think that what we think we want, we really don't need or want. Um, so yeah, I tend to not always open things up to say, well, what do you want? Because I don't want folks saying, well, I want a whole lot of recipes made with this product and that product. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but for the event, so we have these recipes that you know, mean home and holidays to folks. And then we're doing the giveaways. And with almost 100 items, that means that in addition to the final prizes I mentioned, there are at least three prizes a day. Wow. And all these terrific things that we have gathered and people have been so generous with, these authors, publishers, bloggers, um, companies. That's so exciting. It is. It's really Does it start exciting. tomorrow? It does. I'm doing the kickoff post tomorrow. I'm not going to give away what I'm what <laughs> I'm wearing. Um, and then I'll be doing the wrap up at the end. And um, each you know each day there will be um, 
a giveaway of these three items at least. And they have 48 hours, right? It's pretty quick. It's yeah. a, uh, for, for most of us, we'll be using the 48-hour period. Some of the bloggers who get thousands of comments in that amount of time, they may limit it to just a few hours. Okay. So, so, so like Ilana. Yeah. So folks <laughs> pay attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You got to pay attention to enter to win the giveaways because there's yeah. going to be a quick turnaround. Right. And the critical thing is that every single entry uh, that you do goes towards the final giveaway, the Vitamix, the caveman cookies, the shop and spray. So, so you have so many chances to, right. en- to enter. So if you follow along and participate daily, it just it's just amazing what it's the gonna be really chances fun. are. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I think so. Everybody seems very excited about it. Well, I wanted to, to ask you if you saw getting getting back to the um, you know the contamination issue again, real quick. Did you see uh, the video that Allie and Tom made of the lentils? No, I didn't. I was on their site last night, nourishingmeals.com, and I was just cruising around some of my favorite sites, and I saw they had this video. Allie just did this amazing um, lentil post. I, well, actually, not just. I think it was maybe last week or something. But anyway, she okay. had a she had this video, and Tom has, you know, from traveling, he's a nutritionist, and traveling around the country, he's got gone and got lentils from different health food stores and he's finding grains. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. I figured you were going that route. Yes. And so he actually showed, he took a one third measuring cup and he scooped out, uh, you know, a third of lentils onto a white plate and it was very easy and fast. He, he quickly found one or two grains that had gotten into the lentils yeah. And it makes me wonder, the last time that I had lentils, I had a lot of problems after I ate them, and I just thought, oh, because I forgot to soak them. Uh-huh. And, yeah. I, and I'm a big, you know, I really think you need to soak lentils. I think it really helps with the digestion, like soaking nuts. And uh, I didn't do that, so I kind of blamed it on the fact that I was in a hurry and I didn't soak them. And now, I'm wondering if a grain or two had gotten into my lentils, yeah, it's quite possible. And he uh, was he was saying at their co-op where they live in Washington, he's actually talked to the guy that owns it and asked him to look at the lentils that are coming in because he wanted to know if it, if it was coming from the bin in in the store or if they actually came to Washington contaminated. And sure enough, they had come in that way. Yeah, I believe that. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, that's the whole... Um, that's the whole thinking and reason that they had to come up with the certified gluten-free oats oh. is to keep the other grains out of the oats. Um, from the fields to the equipment to the facilities, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. it, had, it had to be all the way through. Right. And uh, I actually know one blogger who has written like three or four times about a major company um, that has gluten-free products. And every time she would get their lentils, they would have grains in them. Wow. And, you know, gluten grains. Right, right. she would contact them, and they would apologize profusely, and then she'd get another bag, or they'd send her another bag, and they wouldn't have it again. 
So yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, a concern. Yeah. Well, Tom was saying, you know, you either have to go through it carefully picking them out and then, and then wash them and then hope that you don't have a reaction because you still might. Or, or you just have to not buy them at all. I mean, can you buy certified gluten-free lentils? I don't know of any. I don't either. Yeah. So, wow. That, but that was pretty powerful seeing him so easily finding them like that, you know? Yeah. We don't think about the beans so much. Um, I haven't had that experience in, in getting, you know, mainstream beans here, but I, I do know people who have. With beans? And, with the dried beans, yeah. Oh, I've never had... See, and I always look through my beans because you have to pick out the pebbles. Right. And yeah. I've never seen a um, grain of any kind in my beans, but I'm sure it's yeah, possible. Have, but yeah, it can happen. But the other point here, too, is, um, you know, we so often forget about the cross-contamination, mm-hmm. these products, before we get them. And uh, Trisha Thompson, the, the gluten-free dietitian. And she's doing the gluten-free watchdog now. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, she headed a study, uh, I guess it was last spring, last year sometime, where they checked um, the naturally gluten-free grains and the flours made from them to see how much gluten they had in them, if any. Uh Uh-oh. So they were checking out brown rice flour and millet and um, amaranth and things like that. And, you know, they they found out that there are high levels of cross-contamination in some of those. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of disheartening, to say the least. It is. I'm trying to think if, um, does the Bob's, they have their own facility, right? A dedicated facility? Bob's Red Mill? That is what they say. <laughs> okay. Huh. And, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's not something I'm really comfortable in talking about. There are certain uh-huh. products that I react to, and oh. so I'm super sensitive. I don't know if, you know, they are not holding to the standard or if the standard of less than 20 parts per million or if it's a matter of me being far less sensitive and having reactions to those. More, more sensitive? That I think that I know for a fact that I'm more sensitive than More, okay. Less. Less than 10 parts per million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I reacted to one product that's certified gluten-free by the Gluten-Free Certification Organization three times. And, you know, each time I questioned myself, and so I wouldn't eat the product for several weeks. I was going to do a review of it on my blog. Wow. And then I'd eat it again and immediately have a gluten reaction. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's, it's... uh, you know, it wasn't fun at the time, but it was informative mm-hmm. because the company was great. I mean, they were, really were terrific. I, I don't fault them in any way because when I contacted them, they set me up with their, you know, folks, their QA people, and they pulled out the data on the batches and how they'd been tested and what the numbers were. And I was reacting to five parts per million, 2.5 parts per million, mm-hmm. and even 0.5 parts per million. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. that. That's back to that unsafe in any parts per million. Uh huh, uh huh. You know? <laughs> right, right. So, and it does bring up another point, though, because I'm constantly reading comments from folks where they say, 
um, you know, I'm having some issues. I'm thinking that it's something else. You know, I'm thinking it could be dairy or whatever. And it could be dairy or, or something else. But the truth is, I believe that a lot of people are still getting gluten. Right. Um, you know, they're sensitive to a level that they're not aware of. Right. Or these products that are labeled gluten-free and not certified are truly not gluten-free. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. So, so Shirley, uh, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, I hosted here for my family. It was a fairly small group. There were only seven of us this year because we had, you know, some family members working and some family members out of the state who were had, you know, had to work this year who couldn't attend. Aww. But it was good. We had a good time. It was yeah. a feat. Yeah. <laughs> was, it was the very- weather was the weather good? Oh, the weather's been beautiful the last couple of days. What's it like in Virginia? Well, right now it's in the 60s. Wow. Yeah, 60s, sunny, um, it feels great, very atypical. I was a little annoyed because I like the cold weather for <laughs> holidays and parties because uh-huh. I, I need my porch refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one refrigerator, and um, it is always full. I'd have to say that that is one of the, the things you must realize about eating real food, uh-huh. whole foods, is that... <laughs> You know, you need yeah. room in your refrigerator. And, and and also, I'd like to point out, and some people don't know, so I'm always trying to, to um, make people aware of this, is you need to refrigerate nuts and seeds. Yes. Because they go rancid. Right. And some people will tell me that they can't eat nuts and seeds, and um, and then I come to find out that they've been sitting in their car or yeah. in, 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 like, the hot garage in the summer, and, you know... When oil is rancid, it will make you sick. That's an excellent point. Yeah. So my my fridge is is like half nuts and seeds. I mean. <laughs> yep, I've got a spot for my almond flour, my coconut flour. Yeah, and I've got my Spinach, romaine bins of you know walnuts and pecans and cashews and sunflower seeds. Maybe that should be our next thing, Kelly. Maybe we should design a refrigerator for people who eat real food. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be completely different, I think. It would. It would. I need more, like, cubbies. Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, covet those uh, refrigerators that they have in restaurants. Uh Uh-huh. So love to have one of those. With without, so many shelves. Yeah, without the electric bill, though. Right, right. <laughs> I really need a, a bigger, truthfully, a bigger, I have the, the littlest refrigerator that fits in my, there's, you know, all this space around my refrigerator. Oh, wow. That I could have a much bigger one, uh, but I just haven't been able to yet. Eventually, maybe. That's good. Yeah, you, you need to get do what does well have what happened to Steph O'Day happened to you where they gave her a refrigerator to <gasps> review. Oh now wouldn't that be cool? Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think it was awesome. Awesome. She yeah, she got to review one and then she got to give away one of this appliance company's products, either a refrigerator, washing machine, all that kind of stuff. Well, that, that's a fun part of blogging for sure. I want to, I want to be like the pioneer woman and, and I, I'm assuming she gets those hotel rooms comped. You know, she does these hotel tours. 
Oh, I don't know about that part of her her gig. Oh, you have to go to her site and look at the hotel tours. Hmm. And she when she travels, she gets to stay in these really cool, modern, you know, funky kind of hotels. And she photographs them in these really big, pretty photographs. And I, I wonder, you know, it would make sense that they were comping her room. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For all the public publicity well, that she- I mean, it, it'll say she'll have to disclose it on our blog if that's the case. Otherwise, she would be paying for it herself. Oh, huh. Uh, remember, you know, on the rules um, that say that you have to say if this is sponsored or not to let people know that, you know, you may in some way be biased potentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was warm here on Thanksgiving, too. The girls were riding their bikes and playing outside. And I have to admit, I was a little disappointed in myself because I like, I like the cold Thanksgivings and holidays. But um, yeah, we've had some warm weather here, too. And it's nice because the kids get outside to play more. That is very nice. But you guys have already had snow, right? Yeah, it's so funny because... The weather here changes so dramatically. It can, like the day on Thanksgiving when it was so warm and they were riding their bikes, by the time the sun went down, it might have gotten down to freezing. Right. It'll swing, you know, 40, 50 degrees. So, and then when it snows, the same thing can happen. I, I, I sometimes kid, and I'm often right, if we have a really hot day, it usually snows the following day. <laughs> so we get this, like, Funny. huge change from shorts to down jackets and then after it snows it could melt it could all be gone within a couple of days especially on the southern facing parts of you know buildings and stuff because the sun is so hot that it just melts so fast and but yeah it snowed two or three times now and pretty well I I would say a good eight inches or more yeah and then and then melted but um it's uh it's quite the contrast. We always say that about Virginia, you know. I think every state or area thinks that. You know, they say if you're if you're tired of the weather, just wait a few minutes. It'll change. You feel like that in Virginia, too? Well, it doesn't change that dramatically, though. But these 60 degrees days, you know, and actually it got up to 70 a couple of days. Oh. It would still drop down to, like, 38 at night. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. so it's similar. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, yesterday we went to uh, Pearl Street because we wanted to to look for some um, boots for Ginger, little baby crib shoes booties, you know? Oh, cute. And it's a funny story because what I had done I to try to save money, I had gotten some on eBay. Uh-huh. And they came and they just, I forgot to check that it was a smoke-free seller. Oh, no. Oh my goodness. Andy Andy's been joking that that baby needs to cut back on their cigarettes because <laughs> these bad baby boots reeked and and I thought, "Oh, maybe maybe if we just pour baking soda in them." So for a day, we just filled the boots with baking soda. Yeah. And then after 24 hours, we shook it out. It did nothing. It did nothing. Wow. And I thought, well, we'll just put her on. It's, I thought, no, it's on her feet. Maybe I won't even notice it if she has socks on. Well, that was not a good idea. After an hour or so of wearing them, you know, her pants smelled and her socks oh, smelled. So 
that's that's what I get for uh <laughs> yeah trying to, I mean trying sometimes to be it works out that way I have a couple things to respond to on that first on getting rid of odors here are my tips okay so I have to tell you that smoke is has got to be one of the worst but for getting rid of odors newspaper crumpled newspaper huh yeah, it absorbs uh, odors, and then you just throw Oh, the it charcoal. Is there charcoal in it? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's charcoal in it, but charcoal is another way to do it. You know, the newspaper that we have is um, fruit-based dyes, um, oh. you know, our local newspaper, but still, that paper, it just absorbs it. Oh. And so you just discard it and keep going. And But charcoal is another one. And coffee. <laughs> But, oh, coffee, right. But that's an expense. Oop. Shirley? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost. I couldn't hear you for a second. Go oh, on. Okay. We, we got a TV from a family member, and I didn't think about that either. We really didn't need a TV, but I thought if we got this bigger TV, then I could use it for my support group meetings. Right. For Skyping people in, because now... I have this ancient uh, movie screen that I set up, and I have to get a projector from work, and it would be much easier to just plug my computer into a um, new TV. Uh-huh. Um, but we got the TV in the car, oh, and that's no. all I could smell was the cigarette smoke. Oh, no. And then the thing, it was huge. It was not, you know, a brand-new flat screen or anything. And so we're like, there's no way we can get that TV out of the car, just the two of us. And so it stayed in the car for a couple of days. I said, uh, you know, it was rainy and there were all kinds of things happening. I said, well, we'll do it. And then by the time we were supposed to do it, I'm like, I don't want that TV in my house. <laughs> There's no way I want that TV in my house yeah. because my car smelled so bad. Uh. So my husband gave it to a friend of his who does smoke. And of course it was perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. So, we're still doing our Skyping at, for our, my meetings on an old-fashioned movie screen, but uh-huh. everybody's okay with it. Yeah. Well, I, I Skyped in one time, and it, it seemed like it worked really well. It did. It worked fine. I just have to borrow the projector from work to do it. Yeah. And, you know, as long as there are no conflicts, it, it works fine. You're very good at tech stuff like that, IT stuff like that. No, I'm not really good at <laughs> I just ignore the fact I'm not good and just plug on with it because muscle uh, through it. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I have some folks in my group who do like to do that kind of stuff. So they step in and help, but, um, it just Skyping just opens up the world of possibilities for speakers for uh-huh. my meetings. Yeah. So you know. what, who have you had besides me? Uh, let's see. Um, we had Jules Skype in, Uh huh. No Jules. Um, we, you know, we had Ron Hogan Skype in for one of our open houses. That was really terrific. From Ron Hogan from Dangerous Grains. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, the Iron Edge. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of his other book. Oh, Serial Killers. One of his, his new book, I think that's called. Oh, I don't know yeah. that one. He did an awesome job. Um, you know, he did a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation. And wow. then actually we had a long Q&A session. Wow. Cheryl Harris from Gluten-Free Goodness, um, Harris Whole Health, she Skyped in. Uh-huh. Um, if you go on my support group page, you can see all the different people we've had. Oh, I didn't know that. I have to check that <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I have to update that with our upcoming meeting, but 
if you want to scroll through, you can just see the previous speakers we've had. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, we were supposed to have Dr. Wangan um, for our open house, but he's going to be rescheduled to sometime in the new year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's a, it's a great way, you know, because my husband's always saying, they don't want to hear you speak all the time, Shirley. <laughs> but really, we're a very interactive group. And uh, sometimes we'll have sessions, open sessions, where I tell everybody ahead of time. And people will come and they'll contribute book reviews. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, or just share anything they've learned that they want to share. It's it's really, really good. Well, I should also mention and tell people, you, you are one of the most active, involved, maybe the most active and involved person I know. You do so much for the community and speaking and you go to all these conferences. Oh, thanks. It's really... So tell us about some of the conferences and places you've... What stands out for the places you've been and spoken and... Oh, they're all different. Um, a local one that I really, really enjoy doing, which I think has the biggest impact on individuals, is our local women's forum. Uh-huh. And um, that's held every year in the spring, and I just got inv- invited back to speak for the fourth time. Aw, they love my- you. My two sessions, oh, thanks. Well, it, it is an honor because I don't believe they've ever had anybody speak um, that many times on the same topic. You know, a lot of their their folks who do speak, um, you know, are well-known local speakers, and they'll cover different to- topics. Well, I think at this point you are a well-known local speaker. Well, thank you. But, uh, you know, what I'm saying is that... Um, to, that they want the same topic again uh-huh. each year. Just well, shows because it's needed. Right. It shows the need for gluten-free awareness yeah. and, you know, how to do the gluten-free diet. Absolutely. So and that, you, go, go on. Go, go on. Yeah, so that's a big thing for me. And um, I do two sessions, one on, you know, gluten issues, um, celiac disease, gluten intolerance, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, and all the health problems it can cause. Uh-huh. And then I do one on living gluten-free easily. And, of course, there's overlap between the two. And I do that on purpose because most of those folks, you can you go to four sessions during the day. And, you know, most folks don't want to come to both gluten sessions. Uh-huh. There's so many great choices. So I have an overlap, and I give the same handout package to all of them. Uh-huh. And the handouts are uh, what I have on my blog under the Getting Started with GFE section uh-huh. and a little bit more than that. If anybody wants to look, you know, they're the 20 reasons you should get tested for gluten issues, 50 things you can eat today, uh, 50 meals that are GFE, and so on. Wow, that's really awesome, Shirley. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so that's a big thing for me, the Women's Forum. I mean, that's something that I've done every single year. Um, I also speak to other groups in the community, um, health fairs, uh, the Women's Club, you know, anybody who invites me, basically, I'm like, sure, I'm happy to come give the information. But nationally, um, last year I did the expo with you. That was so fun hanging out with you. That was great hanging out with you and all the others. What a great group of folks. I mean, yeah. that is the best part of those events for me. Yeah. And connecting with individuals who need help. But right. that was right outside Chicago, the Gluten-Free and Allergen-Free Expo. Um and just in um, 
early the, earlier this month, I went to the um, Intero Lab Intestinal Health Institute conference in Dallas, the the Gluten Truth conference, and that was very interesting. I learned a lot that I did not know about how Dr. Fine developed his test. And wow. So, yeah, that was pretty fascinating. I love them. Yeah, they have totally changed so many lives. And, and, in fact, um, they had, a, like, a testimonial from one person that just, gosh, made all of us want to cry. Mm. This was a, a young person. She was a teenager. And her family was actually making her funeral arrangements. <gasps> yeah. Oh, she had so many issues and was so deathly ill. Oh. And somehow they heard about Dr. Fine's test. I don't remember the details on that, but they said, what do we have to lose? Oh. And so they took the test, you know, she went gluten-free and now she's a normal thriving. Wow. Person. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Oh. I recently met someone like that we, when we were in Boulder, when Marcy's sister was here, um, someone, someone, uh, recognized me while we were out. And she said that her son who, who was with them, they were just visiting Boulder. They were in town visiting and her son, she said had almost died. And I think he was, I don't know, maybe 12. Right. Yeah. That he had just barely survived. It's just incredible. I just, you know, you hear those stories and then you can't help but think about the flip side. You know, the families that are still suffering, mm-hmm. the, you know, kids and adults who, who won't get help mm-hmm. because, um, you know, only the standard celiac diagnosis is being looked at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, it just tears, tears at your heart. Mm. Um, you know, as Dr. Tom O'Brien said, that celiac, the celiac testing as it stands today, you're only going to get a positive result if you have total villus atrophy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most people don't have that. Yeah, my naturopath used to say you have to be almost dead. Exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, it just, it's totally illogical because we don't do that with any other diseases. Right. And, you know, Dr. Fine has always given the example of, you know, the person with cardiac problems. Do you wait until the person has the heart attack? Right. And probably dies? No, you don't. Right. Um, so I feel very, very passionately about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was... So that, that was, was in Dallas. Point. Yeah. That had, some, you know, some interesting components to it. And wow. it was... It, what made it even more interesting is because it was... Um, I forget his wording, but it was like a, a more functional whole mind body approach so it wasn't just educational sessions but there was yoga in the morning you know there was music um because dr fine is also a musician it was it was very interesting and the people there were a very um engaging group of people was it a big group oh yeah there were a couple hundred people wow yeah it was fascinating really wow yeah, so and do I, have, you, I haven't decided if I'm going to write on my blog about it or not. Um, I may hit a few of the high points. It's That's one thing about attending all these events. It's hard to to share them and do them justice, you know? Right. Yeah. But it's so... I, I really appreciate what you do, Shirley. Oh, thank you. Everything you do. And I know so many people feel that way, and I really appreciate it. Thanks. I'm just happy to help in some way. 
Yep. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, with Zoe and Ashley, I had so many health, they, they had so many health problems when they were babies. And, uh, uh, this time when I was pregnant, um, some, some people were telling me, you know, now that you're gluten-free, now that you know you're celiac, you're going to have a really small baby. And, and, uh, and I thought that I, I didn't think that made sense to me because, you know, if someone who's celiac is being malnourished if they're eating wheat and gluten. Right. So, you know, often celiacs miscarry and um, can't even get pregnant. There's such a huge connection between infertility and celiac disease. And I had such trouble getting pregnant with Zoe and Ashley, whereas with Ginger, I got pregnant immediately. And um, so so when she was born, she actually was my biggest baby Mm -hmm. after all. And yeah. last, last Monday she went to the, her pediatrician for the first time because, you know, I had a home birth. Right. And so my midwife had been doing her, um, checkups and, and stuff, checking in on her and everything. So she, she just went to the pediatrician for the first time and she is like the size of a six month old at three months. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they were happy. The, the pediatrician was very happy. She's you know, almost doubled her weight in three months. You're supposed to double it by six and she's already, already almost doubled her weight. And, uh, she's super tall, really tall. So I know that's amazing. (laughs) She's a big girl and that, that might, you know, level out by the time she's one or two, she might not be, you know, the biggest one-year-old or the biggest two-year-old, but, um, makes me feel good that I'm doing some, I think I'm doing something right. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that also points out that on the other end, like you were just saying about Ashley and Zoe, you know, you have these children that are on the low end of the height and weight chart. Right. And their doctors are saying, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. And in your heart, you know, it's not right. Exactly. When I I remember when Zoe, they call it failure to thrive, you know? Yes. Yes. And I remember when Zoe was, it it began around one when she uh, started really eating a lot of wheat and dairy. And for that whole year, her whole, the whole year that she was between one and two years old, she didn't grow, didn't gain weight. And I think I went to five different pediatricians. This is back when we lived on the East Coast. And I kept saying, you know, what is wrong here? Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And it was so frustrating because, like you said, your instinct. My instincts told me that something was wrong, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. Um, right. And then, it, luckily, you know, fortunate, fortunately, I started seeing my naturopath again, and she immediately told me to do Interolab. So Zoe was the first one of us to do Interolab. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is great. And once you do that, it's just like such an eye opener. Uh, well, so the the pediatrician who I finally settled on uh, at that time when I found out that she was gluten intolerant, I took him the Interolab test and that that said that she was gluten intolerant, and he literally rolled his eyes. Right. I He's like, it. I don't know what this is, um, but I'll, I'll never forget this. He said, the proof will be in the pudding. He said, come back here in one month, and we'll weigh her and measure her in one month. Okay. And, and mind you, she hadn't grown or gained weight in a year. 
Uh-huh. So we came back four weeks later, and she had gained almost five pounds. And what did he say? And he just he just said, okay. He just he, he wouldn't really admit he was wrong, but he was like, okay, I, I guess, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's working and <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, it, 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 it was, it did. I mean, from, from then on, she was, she gained weight and, and now she looks like a normal, you know, to a nine-year-old. Right. That is just fabulous. I love hearing those stories. Yeah. But fortunately I, I found a Dan doctor after, not long after that, um, I, when I started doing research to help Ashley and I found out about, um, I don't think they call it Dan anymore. It stands for defeat autism now. Right. But I think now they're, that they're just, um, what are they calling it now? Oh, it's slipping out of my mind. You can still Google Dan and find it. It's just uh-huh. autism.com. But, but I found a uh, doctor like that for Ashley. And so we, you know, switched over to the alternative um, MDs from then on. And, and they, of course they all recommend Intero Lab. So that's terrific. It's nice not to have a frustrating pediatrician anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I just see so many people trying to, I mean, traditional doctors definitely have their place and, you know, we all have stories of family members who've been saved by them. Yeah. You know, and certainly so many of them are in that field because, you know, they love people and want to take care of them. But Mm -hmm. so often it just is not helpful to people who have food issues or helpful to anyone when nobody looks at the causes of the problems. Yeah. I like to think that it's changing. I I mean, I wonder if it's changing. Yeah. I wonder, you know, if I went back to where I'm from and I went to those doctors, I wonder if they'd be different now. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's changing, but I think the change is, you know, like the tortoise moving along. <laughs> it's, it's happening, but it's just, it's very frustrating. And to know that there are individuals who, you know, are not getting the help they need is just, yeah. It's yeah. Just breaking. You know, I know someone asked me on Facebook yesterday on, on the spunky Facebook uh, she's, she had been trying all these different things and she was still not feeling well. And she was just search, doing her, like so many of us do researching on the internet to try and figure out what was wrong and came to some symptoms for celiac. And so she was asking me, I guess she found me asking uh-huh. me, uh, what tests to get. Uh-huh. And, um, so I, I told her to use Interlab, but it's just, it's incredible how, you know, people are just really trying to figure it out themselves, kind of on their own. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still happening. It's still friends and, um, you know, other family members who are saving people. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'd say almost 100% if you went to a doctor today and you said, the average doctor, and you said that you had a family member who had celiac and you wondered if you should get tested most of them would say no. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really, really sick. Unless you're having these symptoms right. like them, um, no. And, you know, some of them, if you press them on it, they would admit that they didn't know how to test you. Yeah. And um, in some cases, they would get you tested and the test would be wrong. Yeah. The, test, the testing is a big can of worms. Um, I've it's also, so frustrating. 
I've often thought that we should have a flow chart for the testing. You know, <laughs> if you do this and the answer is yes, then go here. If yeah. the answer is no, go here. <laughs> but you don't stop with the no. Right, right, right. Um, but so many people, you know, want that traditional testing and they want that validation. And yeah. and so many people also just can't get past the idea that there's life beyond gluten. Yeah. I you mean, know. it still is considered, you know, the staff of life. Yeah, it is. I mean, even here where there's so much more gluten awareness and, and everything, uh, a year or two ago, I was at the health food store, the, lo- the local one, not the Whole Foods, and I was looking for a supplement and I wanted to make sure it was certified gluten-free. So I was in the vitamin section and I asked, you know, this lady to help me find something and, and she's like, why does it have to be certified or why does it have to be gluten-free? And I said, well, because my daughter and I, you know, can't have gluten. I, I have celiac and this one's allergic and that one's intolerant. And uh-huh. I'm telling her, you know, how we all can't. And she said, well, do you have the, the sprue? Because, you know, if, if you're not sick, you may as well keep eating it. And, and I just looked at her. I couldn't believe what I was hearing, you know? I know. I that is just terrible, terrible advice. You don't tell someone that's dying of lung cancer, well, just keep smoking until, you know, you're you're almost dead. Right. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, oh, I can't believe I'm getting this terrible advice, but it can happen anywhere. Yeah. And sometimes you can, you know, uh, calmly have a good discussion about it and educate the person. And right. sometimes you just have to move on. Right. Because really, if you think uh, this is what I try to keep in mind, uh, but I'm always willing to, to, to know when it's time to move on. Uh, but I ha- try to keep in mind my lack of knowledge when I started out. Right. And remember, we were all there at one point, too. Yes. Yes. We, just, we had no idea. Right. Um, you know, we thought that if we ate whole grain bread, it was a good thing. Right. You know, right. before I was diagnosed as gluten intolerant, um, I was eating oatmeal every day and I was thinking I was doing something really good. Right, right, right. You know? And yeah, so, yeah. So you just have to remember how far we've come. And mm-hmm. um, as Be somebody patient. said the other day, I think this was on Heidi's blog, one of her readers, and she's a reader on my blog too, says she plants the seeds. You know, she considers herself a seed planter. And mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. a good analogy. Yeah, I like that. Um, and that's also what I think of, too, when I think of uh, sharing recipes on my blog. And not all of them are, you know, 100% healthy. Because I always say that people can't go from zero to 60 miles per hour in eight seconds. Right, right. Sports cars. You know, so if you're eating the standard American diet today... There's no way you're going to look at my blog and make a recipe that has almond flour and coconut oil. Right. So. Right. Right. I like to support all those different people. Steps. Yeah. 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 And it supports my support group too, because I have the, uh, the mix like that coming in, but we have the most fantastic meals. I I just wish everybody could come to my school (laughs) because we start out every meeting with our group meal. Oh, and that is the best. That's it's so absolutely nice. the best. And I actually, I think that we have some people come to the meeting um, because we have people come from all the way around, you know, like an hour or more away. And I think that some people come and once they have that meal, they're like, 
okay, I can do this. And they don't come back. It's mm-hmm. like they needed that dose of mm-hmm. awareness, mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they go off and they live that way on their own. Empowerment. Yeah. And then, of course, some people come every month and they wouldn't dream of, of missing it. Right, right. Because, you know, where else can you go for a group meal like that with real food <laughs> that tastes phenomenal and yeah. knows you're eating safely? Right. That's so, so wonderful. It is. I'm just so proud of that. When we first started our meetings, we would have, like, snacks, you know, but it just it just wasn't very satisfying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it just wasn't a good way to, to really show excuse me, the GFE approach. Uh-huh. And um, so we've just been very, very pleased with that. Well, Shirley, it has been exactly an hour. So wow. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it go by fast? It goes by really fast. Thank you so much. I'd, I'd love That's to do this good. again sometime. Oh, it was great. I'd love to do it too. It was wonderful chatting with you. We don't get to talk often enough. I know. I know. I, I try to get my Shirley dose online but this is <laughs> this is better yeah it's like so nice hearing your fix too nice my hearing your voice coconut fix. <laughs> yeah yeah when Andy was tweaking everything there for you before you started I was thinking to myself well you can't tweak out this southern accent <laughs> I love your southern accent I remember the first time I heard your voice and because you don't know reading reading GFE you don't know that you have it and I right. just I love it I love it and what's so funny is when I go down uh, south, because my husband went to college in North Carolina, and he has so many friends there still, and we visit them. We have friends. You know, there are friends now. And we visit them, and they have so much more of a pronounced southern accent. Uh-huh. And so by the time I've visited with them for a couple more days, my accent is even more. <laughs> That's funny. It's, it is funny. It's so funny. Well, thank you, Shirley. Oh, thank you very much, Kelly. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a great Sunday. Bye. You too. Bye, Shirley.